Blog Talk Radio. And yes, you know, you're listening to Alex Akurji, the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Nigeria in the heart of Africa. Welcome. And if you just listening from around the world, well, you're welcome to the Hub for Real Authentic Conversations. Yes. Now, here we keep it pretty real. We keep it unscripted, uncensored, uncaught. And we do not apologize, you know, for who we are. We don't apologize for our experience, our thoughts and contributions and, um, you know, comments, right? And, yes, the show is interactive, so, yes, you can join the conversation. Now, don't forget the number to call is right on top of your screen, uh, wherever you're joining us from. And, of course, you can tweet. Make sure to tweet using hashtag to make a talk, and your tweets and comments will be right wide here on the show. So, you can tell that I'm excited, right? Well, welcome to our 100th live show. Now, I am just so pumped. You know, I've been talking about this for a couple of days, and, you know, at first when you start something like this, you're not counting. You're like, oh, you know, who's counting, right? But then after, you know, just having great, great authentic conversations with lots of influential um, influencers, right, from around the world, you start to, and, and then when you get the feedback and, and people telling you how, you know, the shows create an impact in their lives, right? Then you start to keep, you know, you start to keep tabs. You're like, oh, that's, you know, show this and that show that. And here we are, 100, 100. And if you are a media person or you walk in production, you understand that 100 is a milestone. I and mean, we've been doing this, like this is a 100 live show. So welcome to our 100 live, you know, live special uh, today on Soul Saturday up the Naked Talk. And I am so excited because I, you know, not only am I excited about the fact that we're, you know, this is 100, but, you know, we've got an amazing guest who's joining me live all the way from New York. And I'm just so pumped about my special guest, and he's right here already in the virtual studio. And, uh, you know, I can't wait for us to get into a conversation. But, again, guys, you know, last time we're here on the Naked Talk yesterday on Friday, radio special, I had the amazing Elaine Flocker. She's a media entrepreneur and a media coach, author, speaker, um, you know, just founder, CEO of Chick Rebellion Media. And, you know, she is the amazing host of Support is Sexy podcast. And Lane was here sharing with us. 
just, you know, the ways that we can communicate our brand story to the world. And it was a really interesting conversation. I mean, of course, we had, you know, people call into the show, and, you know, we had the amazing uh, Pathodon, you know, CEO who is here, you know, from the winning team, and they called in and, you know, contributions. And it's great to have interaction, right? So if you're here, and I know a lot of you have been sending me messages, and you're here, make sure to uh, – just make sure your presence is felt, right? So tweet, hashtag, invite someone, whoever you know needs to be here right now because we're going down for a real amazing conversation. Now, if you missed the conversation with Elaine Walker uh, yesterday on Friday Radio Special, don't forget that you can catch all of our archive shows right here on the radio channel on Block Talk Radio. Or you can listen to the Naked Talk, right, on any of our syndicated uh, global networks. <laughs> so you have no reason whatsoever to miss any of our guests. No reason whatsoever. You know, you can catch the Naked Talk on Stitcher One, Stitcher Radio. We're also syndicated on TuneIn Radio. You can listen to the Naked Talk on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to the show, right? Uh, you can listen to Awesome Player FM. We're also syndicated on ACAST. You can listen to the Naked Talk on the uh, um, on Port Africa in Uganda. You can catch us on the Guru Radio Network in Canada. You can also listen to the show on Castbox FM. And you can listen to the show on Radio Public. You can catch us on Podcast Media. Where else? We're everywhere. Just go to our official website, the Naked Talk that lies because we're live, right? And you can check out, you know, just the channels where we're syndicated. And so sometimes you don't even have to leave your favorite, you know, podcast platform if that's your problem, <laughs> right? You can catch us everywhere because we're everywhere, right? Or don't forget, you can also listen to the show right here on the radio channel. So today's brought to you by our amazing friends at Global Royal. Now, Global Royal is all about well, even to your lifestyle. Now, if you've ever wondered, hey, how can I own my own home? You know, I have a lifestyle that I so badly, you know, desire. Maybe you should go to and tap into the amazing portfolio that they're offering, uh, you know, just amazing people, and I'm tapping to that. So, hey, you know, go on to global.com, and Global Royal is G-L-O-B-A-L-R-O-Y-A-L-E, so Royal with an E, the B-I-Z. Quality beauty products, right? Beauty products made from the products are natural fruits and vegetables. And if you've ever worried, you know, about using chemical on your skin, then know that you're safe with Zinc Natural because you know, handmade is homemade is made with love, right? And I've been just gawking about, you know, just the amazing self-care package that was sent to me, right? And I fell in love with the carrot yoga itself. And I gave up my coconut dream right here on the show. And, yes, they have their new, you know, avocado. They've got moringa. They've got mango. Oh, God, they've got the mango dream. They've got just amazing stuff. And, of course, you can check them out if you go to their Instagram page. Just make sure to go to Instagram.com forward slash Zincher Natural. Now, Zincher is Z-I-N-C-H-A. N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S, so it's natural with an S. <laughs> so this is also brought to you by, you know, our amazing friends at the Jamieson Group. Or, you know, when the motivator influences, inspires the motivator. <laughs> so she is, you know, um, Sharon Jamieson, you know, putting together this amazing master class called You Can't Depend on You. And, uh, God, if you're thinking about how to grow in 2018 and you want to, you know, find out how you can just, you know, develop yourself and, and come into your own independent year, right, then you should go to SharonJameson.com. Now, she is the CEO and founder of the Jameson Group, and you can go on to S-H-A-R-R-O-N-J-A-M-I-S-O-N.com 
of course, make sure to sign up for you can depend on you. So I just want to give a big shout out to, you know, amazing people. Um, that I love is finding how there are people in the world who are creating change from their own comments. They're not waiting for the world to change. We all talk about change, but, you know, it starts with, it starts with little action with people just doing little things from their own corner, right? And here we have the amazing Chinyer Okoro and her Chinyer Okoro Girl Child Foundation. Now, Chinyer Okoro has been going to the eastern part of Nigeria, hooking up teenage girls, you know, you know, um, getting them tampons and sanitary towels, you know, going to places, colleges where these girls cannot afford to get tampons. And she's doing this out of her own pocket. And this is a young girl doing this. And I think that it's very admirable. And, you know, I would just love to give a big shout out. Every person thinks it's so amazing that there are people who just – don't wait, you know, for change to happen. They go out and make something happen. And uh, I also want to give a big shout-out to our friends at uh, The Reporters, Inc. Um, yes, Max Saxonaya, uh, the director of The Reporters, Inc., and, of course, film director of Sakura Okorua, who both have come together to create this amazing documentary. Um, yeah, this amazing documentary on the innocent convicts, right? And it's called, you know, the wrongly convicted, um, you know, it's called the innocent convicts on the wrongly convicted citizens. And, you know, this documentary definitely spotlights and highlights, you know, sometimes the justice system fails people and not only how, you know, the, you know, wrongly convictions affect these inmates of these people during the time, but how it also affects their immediate families and their communities. And I think that it's amazing that there are people who are raising their voices, you know, for people who don't have a voice. And I know that I've had a roundtable conversation on this show with Max Saxon Mayor and Joan Trepper, who, by the way, is another leading voice for this movement. is out, and I just want to keep encouraging them to go ahead and do what they're doing. And if you want to find out more about the innocent conflict, make sure to go to uh, thereporters.org and find out more about this amazing film. And I want to give a big shout-out to Chancellor Legal. I know they're hurting us off on all the legal fronts. You know, they're taking care of our trademark and our business, and, you know, they got us covered. And, you know, GMOlegal.com is just amazing. And, you know, I just want to put it, you know, just amazing people who have been supporting the show. I want to celebrate, you know, I'm celebrating not just the number, but I'm celebrating all the amazing guests who have been on this show who have, you know, given me their time and their, their wisdom and their share their experience with the audience and, you know, their – expertise and just all the amazing things that we've learned. I personally have gained them. A lot of our listeners have. And even for you, the listeners who tune in every week, you know, just catch someone, learn something, and write me an email. And you send me all these amazing emails. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I know I get too many emails, and I try to respond. And, um, you know, I can't respond to everything, but I just want to let you know that I get your messages. I receive them. I appreciate them. And I love you. And I'm just so pumped because, you know, we're doing this. We're doing this, you know. And I can think of so many, you know, we've had all sorts of conversations in the show from roundtables. You know, I remember the Women's Day International Roundtable. You know, I've had couples on this show from, you know, one of Africa's biggest uh, divas, you know, actresses. You know, I remember her, Stella DeMassas and Daniel Ademunikon. We're all having a Jitna Walker, founder of Mind Valley, and of course, Dr. Sham, you know, that's a couple I've had from. Kelly, Sakroka, Romeo Crow, Rockstar, British Rockstar, actors, Philip Galeski. We're talking, Lisa Nicole, top thought leaders. We have. So today on TNT 100, we're definitely building relationship capital for business growth. 
Now, we know that success in life is a function of our interpersonal relationships. Now, in this era of ever-growing social media, you know, tech-savvy apps, people have been entrusted with more power than ever to build a genuine connection, collaborate on projects, and help one another to build lasting relationships that transcend beyond. So we make relationship investments to create a network of trusted friends and colleagues who will provide information, introductions, and partnerships that will professional Now, founder and chief financial officer technology, now he was also a senior investment. You know what? He is, you know, he's been awarded, you know, um, iconic, you know, leader of the decade or iconic leader creating a better world for all and God. I, I don't want, if I get into my guest's CV, or <laughs> he's ready and I can't even just talk about how amazing, and we'll get into that conversation. I'm trying not to let it all of the back because we're going to have a great conversation. But I'm really excited to have with me. He is, you know, he's an amazing local speaker. He is, like I said before, his, you know, co-founder of this amazing company, Illusion Global Tech. I'm just, just, just elated to have with me the amazing Samir Samal, who's joining me live all the way from New York in the USA. Hi, Samir. Welcome to The Naked Talk. Hi, Alex. It's a pleasure and honor to be here, especially on the 100th episode. Go Naked Talk. Yay. <laughs> Red Tappet, there's Red Tappet, there's Paparazzi, there are live cameras. Everyone's taking your pictures. You have to. <laughs> there's all the work. Everyone's waiting for you on the Red Tappet. So welcome to our 100th live show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Now, I know that you're, you're all the way – are you in New York, by the way? Because I know you're always traveling. You're, you're, it's hard to keep tabs with you. You know, you're speaking here and you're speaking there and you're, you know, meeting with business partners. You're all over. <laughs> you're always all over. So where are you right now? Well, yes, Alex, it's a pleasure to be, yes, on the East Coast, the United States, Eastern Time. And sometimes uh, we joke that I live at the airport, but we are blessed that people want to hear what we have to say. And uh, it's a pleasure to connect with you and your global audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So you're right now. Yes. 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 Okay, great. So, you know, speaking about, you know, I'd like to do some, I mean, we've had quite a number of guests come in, but, you know, every day the weather is different, right? You know, sometimes it's hot, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's winter, sometimes it's, you know, um, and, and I, here in Lagos, it's been very hot for a few days. So what is the weather like where you are right now? Well, I'd, I'd love to tell you it's perfect, but uh, it's winter here in the United States, and we've had a rainy and dreary day. But similarly um, to the notion of being happy and your mood, you know, the, it's always a sunny day and shining on the Naked Talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it is, I guess. Uh, so, you know, just for the sake of the listeners, now, you know, and I'm sure if we ask friends of Samir Samal, they have something to say. If we ask, you know, ask his partners and collaborators and your colleagues and people who come across you, people have no one thinks to say about you. But let's say for the sake of those who, you know, just haven't come across you and your amazing work and your amazing awesomeness and your brilliance, you know, who would you say Samir Samal is? I mean, how would you describe yourself? Well, you know, I'm a lover of, of people and diversity and, and knowledge. And, you know, when I meet people, they often ask that question, and we're going to talk about relationships. You know, mm -hmm. Samir, what do you do? And that's a question you, I would actually 
uh, advise people not to ask because you're almost boxing someone in. People ask me a little bit about Samir, what do you do? I always say, first and foremost, Alex, I'm an educator. I'm passionate about learning from a multidisciplinary approach and sharing that information, uh, be it through mediums like this, talk radio through presentations, through speaking events, through writing. Uh, and I just try to go to bed a little bit smarter every day than, than when I woke up. And hopefully that can allow me to be a person of value and to continue to, to help others. And, you know, you're someone who definitely, definitely cares a lot about education, educating people and also educating yourself. And I think I'm a, um, a really important way for us to grow, right? You know, who wants to go to bed the same? Well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. You know, and that's one of the reasons I do this show, right, is also to tap into the wisdom of amazing people like you, you know, tap into your expertise and your brilliance, and we don't know it all, right? So I get into great conversation with people like you, and I learn something that I thought I knew that I never knew, or learn something new that I never knew, right? <laughs> so, um, I mean, you said you're an educator, um, and, of course, you know, you're a people lover and you care about all, all these amazing things. But let's talk about just on the career front. I know I said that you are the co-founder and you're CFO of this amazing company. But I'm sure that, you know, Samir started from somewhere, line and is now where he is. And for the sake of those, and I know that there are lots of people who are listening to this show, people who are, you know, we've got experts, but we've also got people who are aspiring, right, who want to, um, tap knowledge from our guests and, and hopefully one day be like them. So what is the journey being like from, you know, just where you started to where you are right now? Sure. Well, I always remind myself, Alex, that great countries, great people, great companies, they all started from nothing. And mm -hmm. we all have the same 24 hours in, in one day. And, you know, I believe that it's about the journey. Some people say, you know, Samir, wow, you've accomplished a few things. And, and I don't really feel that way. For me, uh, it's about the beauty of the future is truly one day at a time. I think that mm -hmm. we're ultimately a function of where we spend our time and our experiences. And mm -hmm. of course, mm -hmm. there have been some uh, key pillars and, and time periods in my life that have defined who I am today. You know, for instance, my parents owning a gas station and uh, having a gas station business and growing up working with vendors, communicating with people at a very young age, mm -hmm. learning a little bit about self-reliance and the fundamentals of business helped provide me greater opportunities and, and knowledge. Um, you know, founding uh, two startups when I was uh, at Georgetown University helped me gain a better framework on knowledge and business and trust when you have, you know, a business partner leave and walk out, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, a, a large sum of unearned revenue, you know, how do you approach that, uh, and continue to move forward. And so I think that, you know, you ultimately fail over and over and over again to succeed only once. Uh, the important thing is that when you fail and you fall, you fall forward and you recognize that True. that is part of the process and you learn from it. Uh, and so I've been, blessed to have many failures and many experiences that have taught me uh, lessons that, that allow me hopefully to be a little bit smarter when making more informed decisions uh, for our companies, Blue Ocean Global Technology and our sister company, Blue Ocean Global Wealth. You know, I, I, I like how you say that, you know, you've had, 
you know, all sorts of experience you have. You know, you've had some failures, right? And that's, that's like, you know, we know. They just get it at first try, right? You know, they, mm-hmm. they had to fall down and, and get up and, like you said, fail, but fail forward. Every time you fail, it's a new step to learn, you know, a new lesson, learn something. I've had my failures as well. And that's why, you know, we have the naked talk, right? We have this conversation okay. because we, we – you know, empower, right? We empower the listeners to understand, the, you know, the reality of the realness of growth, right? It, sometimes it's not pretty, right? Sometimes it's, it's not an easy road. It's a bumpy road. You know, we experience this and we experience that. But we know that every experience that we have kind of adds up to, you know, to the success, right? To the progress, Absolutely. to our progress. So, so it, you know, it's great that we have this coming. Now let's talk about, you know, this is pretty interesting, but let's talk about, our, you know, um, relationship capital, you know, and what exactly that is and how that sure. affects the way business is done. Because I know for a lot of the listeners, people are like, okay, what the hell is he talking about? I'm just mm-hmm, saying, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, you know, people might have different terms for it. And, um, but, you know, like, what is relationship capital? Like, I don't, you know, like, so really what exactly is relationship capital and how does it affect the way, you know, business is done or the way we do business? Absolutely. So, in life and, and in business, Alex, there's so many things we try to measure. Like if you're a business, you're measuring mm-hmm. your revenue, you're measuring your number of customers, you're measuring your profit margin. But sometimes we focus a little too much quantitatively on what we can measure. And there are so many mm-hmm. things that our team, including you know, our CEO and our leader, Margarita Chang, has defined as intangibles. So Alex, Mm -hmm. how do you measure the love that you have for your son? How do you measure the trust that you have with uh, your brothers and sisters? How do Mm. you measure relationships? And so relationship capital, there's no scale. You can't say, well, you know, Alex has, uh, you know, 95 out of 100 in relationship capital. It's an intangible. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, you made a point a few minutes ago about how uh, you know, you work incredibly hard to get one first impression. And like when I saw you speak mm-hmm. and deliver a few comments at the Women's Economic Forum, that wasn't Alex just walking up there one day and being able to speak from the heart. That was a function of you doing so many things and helping people and learning and growing and having challenges and coming up with solutions. So it was very easy and natural for you to talk about your passions and what you've accomplished there. And so I think that it's important um, to remember that we're ultimately function of how we've spent our time and relationship capital is an underpinning, it's a pillar of our opportunities. So you, for instance, you're young and you're looking for a new job. You know, they say 70% of new jobs are found through people that you know. And so relationships and relationship capital is something intangible and it's a driver of ultimately how we are going to progress forward whether it's we want to grow our business, whether we want to find new opportunities, relationships are, are going to dictate that. And there's so many factors, Alex, that go into building relationships, right? Like, so if you connect with someone and you meet someone, we connected, right? At the Women's Economic Forum, yeah. we connected. We spoke, we had a great conversation, but since then, we've followed up with one another, we've collaborated on a few fronts, and we've built a relationship, so much so that now we're able to think about ways that we can help one another out and make introductions. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we would have just met, had that conversation, maybe I sent uh, Alex an email, maybe I liked something she posted, but we never took the time to truly try to help one another out and figure out, hey, 
if I were Alex, what would be a great introduction from my side? So um, mm -hmm. I, I hope that helps a little bit in terms of relationship capital. There's a line from Albert Einstein uh, that, that sums up relationship capital. And he said, Alex, he said, not everything that can be counted counts and not everything mm. that counts can be counted. Wow. 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 That is very, yeah, that's so true. Oof. Okay, Tamia, um, you know, while that we're doing, uh, how about we do something and just hold that thought. Don't go anywhere. Hold the thoughts. Are you there? I am here. Absolutely. Okay, so hold that thought. We're going to get back to our instance. We're going to get back. Well, how about we take, let's take a quick, a quick commercial break. I know we have to go to commercial break and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to The Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. She keeps it straight. She tells it like it is no matter who's afraid to bear. <laughs> You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. Baby Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement, with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Wouldn't you rather let our dynamic team treats you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business. Okay, we're back. And uh, if you're just you're listening to the next topic, Alex Akurji. And yes, my name is Alex Akurji. It hasn't changed. And I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. So, yay, just before we went on that little commercial break, you know, I've been talking to my very amazing special guest. Oh, my God, he is an, um, oh, he's an educator. We have to remember that. We have to remember that. He's an educator. He's a global speaker. He is, uh, oh, my God, he's, you know, an award-winning thought leader. He is the CFO of the company. He is, you know, oh, my God, he's, you know, so many amazing things. And if I reel this out, we'll probably still be here. But it's nice to have Samir Samal, you know, join us live all the way from New York. And just before we went to that break, we've been talking about relationship capital, what exactly is relationship capital. and um, just how that affects the way business is done, you know, is done. And he did mention how it is an intangible, like there is no way to really measure. Um, I mean, we focus so much in business on the things we can measure, metrics, you know, you know, how many people are buying, you know, all those things, numbers, followers and all. But, you know, how do we measure the relationship that people have and how far we're willing to go to be able to, you know, connect and add value to other people. And he did mention quite a number of stuff, actually. So if you're, you know, listening wherever you're tuning in from around the world, don't forget that you can join this conversation. Now, the number to call is plus one. 
323-642-1693. The number to call is plus one, 323-642-1693 if you're calling from outside the U.S. If you're calling from the U.S., make sure to dial as a local number. Call 323-642-1693. And don't forget to use your hand raising effect. Make sure to press one. You have to press one so we know that you want to speak, but you're not just listening. And, of course, we'll get you into the conversation. You can also, you know, send us uh, a message. Send us a, you know, WhatsApp message or tweet. Use it hashtag to make a talk or follow in the tweets. And, of course, your contributions will be read right here on the show. Or send us an email to hello at make a talk about life. Unfortunately, our in-studio live chat room isn't open again today. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I know that you people hate that. You hate that because, you know, in the chat room, sometimes it's blowing up, right? Uh, but don't forget, you can still be part of this conversation. Or hit your Skype button. There's a live Skype button right on top of your player, and you'll be connected into the show for real. So, um... Hi, Samir. Welcome back. Hi, Alex. I'm back, and so are you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, so just before we went, you know, on that, you know, commercial break, you, you know, you talked about, we were talking about what relationship capital is, and you were breaking it down for us, you know, and trying to explain to us how this, you know, sort of malware affects the way business is done. And you kind of mentioned a quote, you know, you talked about Albert Einstein and how, you know, that not everything that can, you know, not everything that can be counted, you know, not everything that can be counted, no, counts, right? Not everything. Could you tell? Mm-hmm. Could you say it again? I want to get it exactly sure. the way you said it. No, it, it, it's one that you really have to think about, and because we're uh, on radio, I, 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 you know, if we were on TV, when your show comes on TV very soon, which I'm super excited about, we'll be able to show it on screen. <laughs> uh, not everything that can be counted counts, and not everything okay. that counts can be counted. Can be so, counted. Okay, right. So, yeah. <laughs> so like if I'm counting the number of ants outside in an ant colony, yeah, that can be counted, mm-hmm. but does it really matter? Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, how do I count the fact that I made a fabulous friend uh, at the Women's Economic Forum and Alex, and we're now personal friends, we're collaborating from a business standpoint. And, you know, um, as Steve Jobs said, those people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that usually do. And that's uh, one of the lines that reminds me of you. <laughs> Wow. Thank you. Oh, Samir, please. Okay. So, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, just, um, let's talk about your company for a little bit. You know, let's talk about Blue Ocean Global Technology and Blue Ocean Global Wealth. And, um, you know, I, I remember having a conversation with someone and, you know, they kind of want to know what's the difference between, and, and you work with these two companies, if, I, if I'm correct. Yes. I uh, co-founded both companies and serve as chief financial officer, which means uh, chief dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about it. And I know that, you know, you say that one of Blue Ocean's um, strategy or Blue Ocean strategy, not one of, but, you know, its main strategy is education. So let's talk about, you know, just, you know, the let's talk about Blue Ocean Global Technology and what technology is so important is because I know that it's a new form of networking, right? You know, tech, we're all, you know, in this new age of social media and social media, people are using technology to connect. I mean, think about it. That's how we're connecting, right? You're all the way in New York. I'm here in Nigeria. And somehow, we're creating something, you know, we're creating, you know, we have people listening, tuning into us and we're empowering them. So obviously, you know, um, that is a great way to, to network and connect and all of that. And, but let's talk about the company and, you know, the, the importance of education, why education is an important part of Blue Ocean strategy and why that also is an important aspect of your life. Absolutely, and the work you Alex. Yeah. 
You know, I think education is the foundation of our company. So how we market, how we engage. So yes, we speak at conferences and we educate on particular subjects. Like how is a company, Alex, going to align their mission, vision, values with what they spend on technology, mm-hmm. marketing, and sales? How are they, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, going to adapt to the digital revolution uh, and use social media uh, effectively? And so education allows us first to be constantly learning. We're trying to educate ourselves so that we can share that knowledge and information. When we, uh, let's say we're referred to and introduced to a new prospective client, we don't say, oh, wow, this is a, this is a prospective client. Like, you know, how can we do business? We first uh, use our ears and mouth proportionately. We try to understand where they want to go, where they've had successes, where they've had failures, and truly understand their business and their path. And from there, we're then able to educate them on their options. See, one of the challenges with technology, Alex, is we love technology and we want to check that box. But, you know, with technology, um, the right technology and the right implementation can solve your problems, make you more efficient, but the wrong one can Mm -hmm. exacerbate challenges and have you do what I call, uh, Alex, uh, climbing the wrong ladder to get to the top of the wrong building. So, (laughs) you know, to avoid that, we need to be incredibly thoughtful uh, about that. So, like, for instance, we've had, uh, and and I'm not here to talk about our company, so I want to keep the conversation on education because I think it's important to be objective. But I'll use an example uh, for one of our companies. We had, we were just referred a very large client who came to us and said, Samir, your reputation experts. You serve as a subject matter expert witness. You truly understand reputation. Help us build our company reputation online, our digital presence. And when we analyzed, for instance, their website, we found that it wasn't adaptable on Android versus iOS. So we educated and explained that no matter what we did to build their reputation and put out and create digital assets, if people are going back to a website that's not programmed optimally on phones relative to desktop, well, then someone's going to read a great article. They're going to say, hey, I want to learn about the company. I may want to do business. But then when they go to the website, they're going to have a bad experience and you know, they're going to end up leaving. And so we educated to explain that. And I think that you know, education um, is a beautiful thing. It's, it's, it's how we go about living our lives. And I think that we're trusted uh, to speak and educate at private briefings and conferences. And that's that's a responsibility. You know, I, I prepare over and over and over again uh, for each engagement that we have because I think it's important to be authentic and always be bringing new information. Uh, and I think that's been a key differentiator. And technology, yes, is great and it's wonderful. It's changed how we interact with our friends, our family, our clients. But um, it's also uh, created challenges. You know, something as simple as you know, you talk about LinkedIn, you meet somebody at a conference and you feel really good about it and you go and send them a LinkedIn connection request and you feel like you're connected and you followed up because of that. And the reality of it is, is that people still do business with people and relationships are ultimately the driver. Uh, and that's one sure. thing that we um, remind ourselves over and over. I hope that uh, was helpful. Yeah, you know, you just said something like, you know, ultimately people do business with people and, and, and that's why, you know, people buy and I say this all the time, like 
I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine, and, you know, we'd been talking about just, oh, God, what was it? We're talking about, you know, a company that my mom used to have. We used to run a fitness club, right? And even though that, you know, company doesn't exist anymore, I mean, one of the beauties and why it was so successful at the time was kind of like the human touch, right, the human experience, mm-hmm. you know, the human face, putting that heat, creating that human, as opposed to just having a gym, and I always try to make the distinct difference with, with a gym where you just put equipment so people, you know, pay their membership and they come and if they don't come, well, that's your problem, right? The fitness club, you know, it was more like a family, you know, they would check up on you, why you're not here, you know, you missed a class, you know, they would help you to get through the exercise, they have fruit breakfast, they have swimming streams, and all sorts of things that engage and bring people together, right? And I would say that, you know, at the time when, you know, when sometimes when you even change people, you might employ or bring back someone who doesn't, you know, who just sees it as a business, right? Who doesn't understand the importance of creating that human factor, putting that human factor to business. So you're right when you say that, you know, people do business with people. Like, you know, at the end of the day, there needs to be a face, right? Or somebody, you know, like the business is to be half-centered, right? And, you know, I love that you, you share that. So let's talk about just um, – I, I, and, and, and saying that people, you know, talking about, you know, people doing business with people, I know that businesses, you know, thrive on good relationship. It's so important. You know, somebody I know will connect me to somebody you know, to somebody who knows, to somebody, and somehow, somehow we're doing stuff. And to be honest, you know, that's the way I, I have built my career. <laughs> I say this, mm-hmm, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Even, even, even when my job, even when my day job is an actor, a lot of the sales that I've done is weird. A lot of the jobs that I've gotten, not a lot of it was from auditions. Like it was, you know, another actor recommending me, right? Oh. Or another, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, right? I mean, I've done a couple of auditions, but it was never about through. It was always some top actor saying, oh, you know, you, know, you want, oh, you should reach out to Alex. Have you heard of her, you know? Or even screenplays that I've written, you know, most times are not even by anybody who'd, written, you know, who'd read something I'd written, but it was somebody else who would go, oh, she's such a great writer, you should, you know, you should mm-hmm. get her. So it's so important how, you know, relationships are, um, are necessary. And um, so let's talk about, you know, and I think that this has something to do with what we call human capital. I don't know. Is there a difference? Leadership capital, human capital. We hear all these different terms. I don't know if there's a difference, <laughs> if, if, there's a, if, if there's a difference between them. But let's talk about um, you know, why do you think that entrepreneurs or businesses um, still fail to create sort of a human presence to their brand um, or even to build on their relationship capital? What do you think holds people mm-hmm. back? You know, because there's still people, I mean, even though people are catching on to the fact that, you know, trust is important and they need to be present, they need to check out, you know, there's still quite a number of people who still, or a number of businesses and entrepreneurs who still fail to create a sort of a human presence to their to their brands or their businesses. What do you think it is that holds people back from creating those investments, you know, the relationship investments? Well, there's a couple of factors there. Um, you know, one, I think networking is so involved in, in building relationship capital and, you know, effective networking uh, isn't a result of luck. Like it, it truly requires persistence and hard work. It's very easy to go collect business cards at a conference and not follow up. In fact, most people don't. And to your point, Alex, personal relationships are always the driver of business growth and, and good business. And you can, you can buy networking, you can go to events, you can send mass emails, but you can't buy friendships. And when I meet someone and I learn about them and I realize, wow, this is someone that I could see myself collaborating with, or there's a shared foundation, Alex, of integrity and stewardship 
uh, I try to figure out, hey, how can I be a good friend to this person? How can I make an introduction? How can I do something to be a person mm -hmm. uh, of value? And I think that, you know, people are very, very smart. They know when you followed up. They know when you've done more things for them than they've done for you. Mm -hmm. And so building relationships, why people struggle is that it takes a lot of work and it also takes patience. Mm -hmm. So there's a big difference, Alex, between meeting someone and following up and sending them an email and sending them a text, placing a phone call, uh, you know, within a week and then saying, okay, like, you know, I followed up and, and not hearing from them. Whereas if you have mm -hmm. a process and you send a LinkedIn with a custom message, then you send them mm -hmm. an email two weeks later, you place a phone call. You also take the time to perhaps compose some handwritten correspondence. That is a mm -hmm. process of building a relationship and showing someone, hey, I'm a little bit more thoughtful about relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think a, a whole segment that we could talk about, which may be fun given what I know about your engaged audience is <laughs> talking about uh, networking. And mm -hmm. you know, to, to get to a relationship, Alex, you're going to meet someone in person. And what we have to remember is that when we meet someone in person, because we're so reliant on technology, that two minutes, that five minutes, that 20 minute conversation, that defines the relationship moving forward. So if I meet someone, Alex, like if I, when I met you and we were having this conversation and I'd read about you and I thought you were wonderful on stage and, and, if, and if, when you were talking to me, let's just say I started pulling out my phone. I said, hey, hey, hold on a second. Or while yeah. you're talking to me, I'm looking behind you. Hey, who else is here while Alex is, is telling me this thing? And I'm not mm -hmm. giving you the true attention. You would know and you would realize, well, you know, I met Samir, but he was a guy that really wasn't even ready to listen to what I have to say. And we call kind of some mm -hmm. of those things. I know you're aware of this, but for your audience and many of your audience members know is emotional intelligence. <laughs> and um, I think that networking, there's so many facets to networking, you know, planning for networking. We also think networking is for salespeople, networking you know, it's about having a plan and knowing that networking is different for each person. So uh, my last mm -hmm. comment here, and I'm happy to, we're happy to talk more about networking because I think that's so important and everyone can better their best mm -hmm. there is my business partner, Rita. She is a little bit more introverted uh, than me. And when she goes to an event, Alex, she likes to have one, two, three, one meaningful oh. conversation at a time <laughs> and really get to know people. And she defines success on, hey, I had four or five meaningful conversations. Whereas Samir, and she's explained that it's great that we're different and we have strengths. I like to have more conversations that are shorter. I like to be engaged and memorable. And then I like to base building the relationship on the follow-up and the time that I put in afterwards to figure out how we can work together and who someone is. The reason why people don't build relationships, to go back to your question, is it takes a ton of work. And as my, uh, one of my heroes, Mr. Abraham Lincoln said, you know, things may come to those who wait, Alex, but only the things left by those who hustle. So it's, you know, approaching uh, evening time here in the United States and I've got choices. I can go to a friend's mm -hmm. birthday party. I can go out to dinner. Uh, I can, you know, catch up on a few things that are important. I can work on an article we all have choices and ultimately mm -hmm. we're just a function of how we spend our time and what we invest Alex in ourselves and other people. And in order to invest in other relationships and yourself, you have to make sacrifices in terms of where and how you're spending your time. And I know you know this as well as anybody does. 
Yes, you know, I, I love that you say this, and you talk, you, you, you know, you mentioned so many elements. You know, you talk about networking and just, you know, how we spend our time, the choices we have, and the investments we make, and just how hard it is to network. And it's so true. And you know, just trying to go back to, you know, how you and I met, and it, oh God, you know, there's just so many things to talk about. But you know, it's funny because, you know, even though we met at WEF, we met at the last on the last day of the conference, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it it goes down hands down at probably one of the most memorable meetings I ever had. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know, it's it, and that's true. You know, you said it like you know, you have this very short, you know, short bust of conversations and leave, you know, an impression, and you didn't leave an impression on me, and I'm like, what? How could, how is it possible that I never saw this, you know, I never met him, like, you know, for the seven, eight days that I was uh-huh. here, right? And so you start to say to yourself, but then again, that, that also gives you, um, you're curious, and you want to learn more about this person, too, and you mm-hmm. want to see how, um, you know, you all, you, how you can, you know, collaborate and work together and all. But it's not just that. Like you said, you know, the, the, it really, and, and, and when people talk about, you know, relationship capital and investment, it really is an investment because you say to yourself, what can I do for you? And that's what you said. I mean, how can I add value to this person? How can I show this person that I'm really interested in them? You know, I'm interested in working with them or getting to know them or, you know, being their friends and being there for them and adding value to them. How can I serve them? Right? And that's mm-hmm. something that, you know, we're, you know, uh-huh. I don't know about other people, but I would speak for myself, that, you know, I try as much as possible is how can I serve you? You know, what can I do for you? That's what I'm thinking first. You know, I'm not really thinking what mm-hmm. you can do for me. But here's what happens that I found out is that when I do what I do for you just by being who I am, somehow you're willing to do something for me. <laughs> and it happens mm-hmm. all the time, right? So, it, like you said, it's a back and forth. But you also mentioned something about just the extra mile you go. Right, the extra mile in terms of details, and and I remember this. You know, you and I met, but you know, we've been in conversation. Of course, we live in two different continents, and you know, you know, we've been back and forth emails. You know, am I, you know, chatting and all of that. But you also did something totally very different from a lot of people. You sent me a handwritten note, (laughs) (laughs) and that, and I know that this is probably something that you do with your, you know, clients and people you meet, and just to take that extra step. I mean, you don't need to send me an extra, you don't need to send me a physical note, right? Because, you you know, we're communicating, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, there's LinkedIn, there's there are emails, there's WhatsApp, but you still make that extra effort. And I think that when people, when you do that, and I know that you do this for, you know, a lot of the people that you meet as, as a signature, you know, Samir's signature, um, Samir's signature, I think that it also registers. And um, it registers about, you know, it shows how much you really care about, you know, just going the extra mile for your connections. I think that that is very important. Well, I think you say what you mean, mean what you say. And in fair disclosure, Alex, I don't, <laughs> I don't send everyone I meet handwritten notes. So um, <laughs> those of you who are listening okay. thinking, hey, I never got one. Uh, you know, no, that's one of those things where, like, it, it depends upon, uh, you know, the connection. And, okay. you know, I think. Oh, my God. I think. No, no, please. It's one of those things that I think is a key differentiator and allowed us to have a better mm-hmm. friendship. You know, I want to just talk about, you know, this notion of we make a living by what we get and we make a life mm-hmm. by what we give, you know, like we, we need money yeah. to pay our bills and to pay rent, but we make a life like who we are is what we give. So one of the examples I can give Alex is that I recently developed a program called the new networking building relationship capital. And I've been so blessed, Alex, to have volunteered uh, a number of times and and have a number of responsibilities through the CFA Institute, which is a global institute in finance. And I um, 
volunteer as a grader. I host their talk show. Uh, I sit on their board of regents for their financial analyst seminar. And it was through getting to know leaders at this organization and volunteering, Alex, that somebody came up to me, a leader in CFA Institute, and they said, wow, Samir, like you build relationships so effectively and you've done that. Really, it's been a case study over the last five years. And, and every time I mention, hey, you know, I was working, I was talking with Samir, you know, people always seem to know you at CFA Institute. So why don't you uh, come and speak to the, at this leaders conference and speak about the power of relationships and networking effectively in the face of the digital revolution? And so you can see how volunteering, following up with people within an organization brought me to San Jose a few weeks ago. And I didn't present and, and ask to speak on this subject. It just happened organically. And now I realize that one of the most important subjects that I can be a person of value and, uh, you know, make a small dent on, on the universe is sharing perspective and knowledge about my own personal experience and having the abundance mentality on how you uh -huh. build relationship capital. And that is a process. That is something that is ongoing relationships take work whether you know for, for the audience out there whether that's uh, a child a parent a brother a sister a business partner relationships take and if you're willing to put the effort in you're going to end up getting results and i think it's important to remember that when we're talking about you know relationships the heart of the power of the network and where you get relationship capital is that the value increases exponentially you know costs alex increase linearly, but the cost of maintaining the network does not grow as fast as the value received mm -hmm. when you do it from the heart. You really have to do it from the sure. heart. And that's why, you know, I look at uh, every opportunity to go to a conference, hey, that's an opportunity to change the course of my life by meeting new people. And, um, you know, value increases as the size of the network increases. Having said that, you have to build the network authentically and people know when you genuinely try to help them uh, people are pretty smart and, and and the second we think that they're not is is where sometimes people trip up and so you know i try um to give without remembering and receive without forgetting i love what you just said right <laughs> give without remembering and receive without forgetting hmm I love it. I love it. And that is so true, right? Because, you know, you just focus so much and, you know, remember every, you know, and I think give without, give, sorry, get, no, wait, give without remembering and receive without forgetting. And that receive without forget, forgetting is like gratitude, right? It's like mm -hmm. constantly being gracious and, and grateful for, you know, just the support or, you know, the opportunities or the, you know, yeah, the support you get, right? And, you know, you, you mentioned mm -hmm. a lot of things. You talk about networking and how it's so important to, do this and to build, you know, to network and build connections organically and authentically. I know that, and like you said, people are smart. People know, okay, you know, this person is just here with me because this person is an opportunist, right? Or this person just wants to take advantage of, exactly. you know, as a, as a person selling right, me something. Opposed, especially selling me something. Yeah, I can see where they're coming from. Ray, I'm waiting for you, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. But, you know, the, as, opposed to, as opposed to having somebody who's, Really, really interested. And you said it, you, you know, something you said, it does take work. It takes effort. And even I had to learn that, right? Um, 
I was having a conversation again with, you know, another, you know, friend of a colleague of mine, a friend of mine, someone that I, you know, in my industry. And, you know, I was saying, oh, you know, there's this person I'd love to connect you with. And, you know, she's like, oh, please, you know, please do that. You know, I know I, I'm so terrible at, you know, connecting with people and, you know, talking to people. And, and I get it. You know, not everybody has that skill. But you know what? I didn't have that skill either. Like, you know, I didn't know how, you know, I had to learn, like you said. And I had to invest and I had to take my time to not just focus on myself and what I want and what I desire, but focus on other people. And I realize when you spend, like you said, you know, give and keep giving, when you focus on other people, somehow, somehow the universe aligns and, and your own needs are met, right? So, um, and, and she said that, but, you know, and it was more like, you know, well, I'm, I'm open to you, you know, connecting me. And that is great because that's something that I want to already do for you. But you also have to make the effort to say, okay, what can I do for other people too? Because it's about, you know, it's a value-added, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's a value-added relationship. So um, when, you know, some, when somebody says, hey, I want to collaborate with you, you're not just saying, hey, what can I get out from you, right? You're saying, okay, what can I, what can we do? What, you know, what can we, how can we bring our superpowers together, right, and create, create something greater than both of us could, you know, probably do on our own or something, you know, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, this is a great conversation, Samir, and I want you to, you know, hold your thoughts. We're going to come back. Uh, we have to take a quick musical break. Now, this is a party. Let's not forget, this is our 100th live show, and we're having such a great conversation with Samir, so the time runs really fast while you're having fun. So how about we take a quick, quick, quick musical break. Now, this is, oh, God, Fear of Landing by Peter Kelly. And Peter Kelly was a guest of this show uh, two years ago, I think. I'm, I'm, <laughs> he was a guest of this show, and, of course, he was also part of our first anniversary celebration. And uh, we'll be back. And he's from New York, too. So, hey, Peter Kelly, and we'll be back. Enjoy. I can see crazy in your eyes. Red paces, your night was better than mine. I think a little change might do you well. But you walk by what I try to sell. So, do your thing, do your thing, and who? Cause you're hopeless. I'm helpless Cause when you go up You don't want You don't want to let Abuse much better I'm up there It's the fear of landing You can't fight I can't understand You're fucking ready Hard time in those shoes. The black souls leave footprints from hell right behind you. You gotta drown it out again. Are you right back in the devil's dance? So who do your thing? Do your thing? Don't wanna let you much better when I'm there. 
Yes, and that was Circus by Danielle Taylor. And Danielle Taylor has been a guest in this show as well. Uh, she was a guest in the show a couple of weeks ago. So, yes, we had Peter Kelly, uh, Fear of Landing, of course, Danielle Taylor, Circus. Well, guys, if you're just tuning in, wherever you're joining us from around the world, this is Steal the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and you're listening to the Queen of Expression. And I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. And I've been having a great conversation with amazing guest here. So now he is the CFO of Blue Ocean um, Global Technology and uh, Blue Ocean Global Wealth. And we've been talking about just, um, you know, Building relationship capital for business growth, and you know, some years been basically dropping it like it's hot right here on the show. He's been sharing so much, you know, just jewels, jewels, and value bombs, right? He's been throwing it all, all over our virtual space, right? So if you're just tuning in, or wherever you're joining from around the world, if you have questions, I know some of you are sending in questions, and hopefully, I pray that we have time to take these questions. But uh, you know, we're still celebrating 100, uh, 100, 100, yes. And, you know, I'm very, you know, very honored to have, you know, Samir Samal give us a bit of his time and, and just, you know, share the space with us and share his knowledge and, you know, wisdom. Welcome back, Samir. Hi. Great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome back from the musical break. Okay. So, um, you know, just before we went, um, you know, we've been talking about, you talked about so much. God, like, I feel like, you know, we have to be taking notes, right? Because <laughs> there's just so much value, right? Um, and so you had, you know, you had been talking about just how, just what, you know, networking, right? You, you Like, you, you know, you created this, um, you know, you're reworking in something called, you know, the new networking and, you know, building relationship capital and how important it is. And that when I, I think that that is obviously one way that we can, you know, grow um, our relationship capital. But let me ask you this. Are you saying that, you know, people need to be intentional? Um, do you think, do you feel like people need to be strategic or intentional about the relationships that they're building? Do you think that? I think people need to be genuine. Uh, I definitely think, okay. you know, Failing to plan is is planning to fail. Uh, I I do believe that you have to be genuine and intentional, but intentional about building a friendship and seeing if someone truly aligns with who you are personally, professionally. And uh, you know, sometimes you backfill friendships. Like you find ways to collaborate uh-huh. from uh-huh. a business standpoint, and then you get along uh-huh. and you realize, hey, like this person's become a great friend of mine. I think sometimes uh-huh. it feels like, oh, like you know, I shouldn't be intentional. Like I'm going to network. It should be authentic. <laughs> the reality of it is, is that our time is precious. And as my mm-hmm. uh, father taught me, Alex, you know, uh, the number of people in life sometimes that will let you down are like stars in the sky. And so you have to go <laughs> through many people and by following up and being purposeful and intentional and having a process, you're able to identify uh, and really determine who might be a good fit for your network for you to invest further time in building the relationship. So what I mean by that is that if you invest the time to build a relationship and you're able to see, Hey, you know what? I made a few introductions to this person. I've sent them an email. Mm-hmm. I've called them. Uh, you know, they haven't really been responsive. Something could be taking place in their life. That's okay. Let's not pass judgment, but let's table that relationship and come back to it later. Or, Hey, I've made different people. I've made five, six introductions to, I go back to them. Uh, you know, a few months later, I asked them, hey, how are those introductions? Oh, they're great. They're great. They're great. And then I asked them again, Alex. I say, well, who else can um, I put you in touch with? And they tell me these people. Mm-hmm. And 
if they show zero interest in even thinking about who they can put me in touch with, well, then I say, hey, look, you know, let's give them a pass. Maybe that's okay. And I'll make a few more introductions. Mm -hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, hey, I barely know you. I've done a lot of good things that have helped you. Do you, mm-hmm. does that really matter to you? Uh, and so, you know, you have mm-hmm. to, as I said, give without remembering, receive without forgetting. But, you know, sometimes you do have to remember when you keep giving. <laughs> no, no, and I, and I understand what you're saying. I get that, right? Because, like, it, yeah, you're, and you're right. You know, you do these things and you do them from your heart. You do them, but sometimes you get to a point where you're like, hey, wait, wait a second. Like, come on. Do you think, you know, like, am I the stupid one here, right? Because mm-hmm. it kind of feels like you're being used, right? And or that these people take advantage. And then, you know, and I know what you're saying because I've had a couple of those kind of relationships as well. Like, you know, you do what you do and you're helping, you're always available. Yeah, sure, you can call me anytime. Sure, you know, I'm ready to share my, you know, you know, I'm ready, you can pick my brain and, you know, I'm ready to do it for you. You want me to do it? Oh, right, I'll do it. But then at some point you say to yourself, wait, wait a second. Right now, if the relationship is symbiotic, then you don't feel like, oh, I'm just giving, you know, like you don't, you don't right. even realize what you do, right? The depth of what you do. But then when it's not, then it's like, wait, hang on a second. I'm busy. Right? Yeah. Why should I sacrifice the time that I should be giving to somebody else who's useful to me, right? Uh-huh. And who's adding value to me and give it to you. Like, why should I give a time? I could be investing in somebody else who's beneficial to me as well. So you're right when you say that. And like I said, you know, like, and, and you say this as well, you, you think that people should be intentional about building genuine relationships. But, mm-hmm. you know, the important fact is that you need to be intentional. I, I feel like, you, I don't know, but I feel like, um, yeah, and when I say intentional, I'm not saying that, oh, you have to be strategic, you have to be a user, you have to be an opportunist. Uh, you just, but you, you want to you know, make an effort. Like you said, yep. it's hard work. <laughs> right, and hard work takes effort. So if you're not intentional about it, then you're definitely going to be screwing up your relationship. And when I say this, we're talking about every kind of relationship, whether it's a relationship you have with a sibling or family member. Sometimes you drag yourself to go to a family function, even though you know you could be doing something else. <laughs> right? And that no, is you sure. making the effort, right? And that's you being intentional. Like, okay, you know, I have to go to this because it's my mom's or my brother's, and I know uh-huh. I have to be there. One, you could really be doing something else, but then that's also the part of the sacrifices you make to nurture those relationships. And sometimes you attend a friend's there, so you make a sacrifice. You could do something else where you're like, oh, you know, I have to be there and support my friend because, again, those are the, you know, the investments you make, you know, for them or the sacrifices you make for them. So I think, you know, I I love that you, um, you know, you say that. So let me, let, let's talk about just one of the, because, again, I know you said it, you know, you said something about, you know, something your father shared with you and how, you know, the people who get to disappoint you, you know, they're like, you know, <laughs> they're like the stars, right, in the sky. So let's talk about one of the most difficult lessons that you've learned. No, but no, go ahead. You know, just one of the most important lessons that you've learned, you know, just running a business and, and operating from, you know, a hat-centered place. You know, what, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I, there was a little bit of a, a gap uh, in space. I think in the connection. That's why it's spoken. Uh, but uh, like, okay. I, I think I think one of my favorite books, Alex, is The Speed of Trust. Like nothing mm-hmm. is faster than when you trust someone, and earning that trust is something that is intangible. So let me give you an example. Uh, you know, I um you know, first and foremost, uh, and, and I learned a little bit about trust when I mentioned earlier, I had a business partner that, you know, ran out of our business at a very, you know, early age, I was in college, I'd started a business and a business partner walked out with unearned revenue. And so I learned about the importance of trusting people. Um, you know, I serve on the board of a foundation, uh, Alex, that helps it's called the RJ 
Leonard Foundation. It helps foster care children uh, age out of the system. So when someone is in a foster care home and they, you know, graduate, they're emancipated, uh, a lot of times they're not successful because they haven't had the resources and time. So I've personally invested my time, Alex, to teach some of these young adults who've been through the foster care system where they don't have parents to teach them financial literacy and help them gain a solid financial footing. And by doing that and giving to this foundation, I've earned trust and built relationships with other board members, the executive director, Joanne Leonard. And I didn't think about it, but when I met Joe, uh, you know, this was back a couple years ago, uh, and, and my business partner, uh, Rajiv Sharma, was, uh, we were here seeing clients in the US. I, I introduced him to Joe, we went and saw her, and she's like, you know, Samir is someone genuine, he's on the board, and she thought of an introduction to introduce me to someone who runs a legal PR firm uh, locally. And that turned out to be a great relationship and things have progressed there. But you can see how trust in one respect is then transferable and cross-pollinated. But if I hadn't put in all the time and effort to genuinely be part of this organization and educate, you know, I may not have received that introduction. In fact, I know I wouldn't have received that introduction. So trust, I think, is so paramount in terms of being able to um, build relationships. Yeah, you know, I, I love that you share how important, and I think that that's, you know, that is such a major um, part of doing business, right? Like people only buy things, you know, buy from people they trust, right? People only do business with people they trust. Uh, you know, people only, um, you know, people will only follow leaders they trust. So trust is obviously a major factor in in building relationship. You know, even even if you're talking about, you know, romantic relationships or relationships with your, you know, with a family member or a colleague, like it's all, you know, it's all embedded in trust, right? You you want to make sure that you can depend on them or that you can that they are reliable and that they will do what they say they would do and they will follow through and, you know, so I, you're correct when you say that and I think that that is probably what we should be aiming for, right, when we are making these connections and building this relationship. Even as, you know, as a customer, you, you know, you, the attachments of people, clients, of, you know, customers of people, you know, make with a product or a brand is based on trust, right? So you say, oh, I use this, and here's, let me give you this very <laughs> silly example. There was a time that I didn't make my hair for an entire, almost like one year. It's crazy. Why? Because the lady who, made, who used to make my hair, right, wasn't in the country. So she, she was gone for like a year, and it was like, oh, you know, I don't want anybody else to touch my hair because there's only one person who touches my hair, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of funny. I mean, I'm not saying that people should do that. I'm just saying that, you know, that's the, you know, just kind of like the level of trust that you have because, you know, you, you do stuff with someone and you trust them so much that they're the only ones or the other people that you know are the go-to people or that you're willing to bank on them and you're willing to connect them with other people. And I build relationships with people from outside my country, outside my immediate environment, based on trust as well. You know, we've done a couple of collaborations and stuff, and if, if they didn't go well, then we probably wouldn't be progressing to another one and another one and another one. And so I love that you, you know, you, you, share, you share that with the listeners. So let's talk about um, just you know, the one thing you wish you knew when you first started out. Because now you, you know, you, like you said, you've had years of experience, mm -hmm. you've met people, you've had good things, you know, good experiences, bad experiences. Every day is a learning process. You go to bed every day smarter. Um, but let's say, you know, a couple of years ago, right, the one mm -hmm. thing you wish you knew when you first started out, when you, you know, you wish you had known maybe a couple of years, 10 years, 15 years ago that you mm -hmm. do know today. 
Sure. Um, you know, do, do we have do we have another episode to cover this? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, in, in terms of the <laughs> the, the one thing, uh, you know, I, I always say, and I'm big on intangibles. You know, energy is the most powerful force that we have. You know, people remember your energy, and one of the things that I oftentimes remind myself when I'm going to meet new people, or even when you know, I'm, I'm tired and I've delivered a few presentations, but I still have to go and, and network and engage or go to a dinner. Maya Angelou said that, you know, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I've learned sure. the value and the importance of understanding that over the last five years. I wish I knew that 15, 20 years ago, but if you think about yeah how you make people feel and Uh, your presence around people that is going to be a driver and allow you to earn trust, create win-win relationships, both personally and professionally speaking. Samir, I love that we are having this conversation and I love that you're here and you know what, this is why I do this. This is actually why I do this show because sometimes, you know, you have this conversation and you get like light bulbs. You go like, ah, you know, that's an aha moment there. But, it, you, you know, you're so right when you talk about, you know, how, you know, you talk about energy, right? And I'm going to try to blow my own trumpet, but, you know, you talk about energy. <laughs> I think that a lot, of, a lot of times when you meet people, the one thing that they, you know, they will remember so many things, but, you know, one of the things that they were it's just a positive energy you have, right? You know, the... Absolutely. Uh, the you know all about that, that Alex. <laughs> what did you say? No, I said, you know all about that positive energy. That's why <laughs> it resonated with you. Yeah, that's what you give people. You know, so, you know, you meet people, and every time people connect and they write you, they say, you know, Alex, your energy, like, you know, I read your, like, and I think that that is so important, even from the emails you write. Right. A lot of times people think that they only have to affect, you know, give, you know, give up that vibe in person. But, you know, you can chat with someone over the Internet or over social media and still come off depressed, depressive, you know, or come off uninterested. You know, you can come off cold. Right. And, and that is not a great way to build a relationship. And you can connect with someone or interact with someone, and the person can almost feel like you're right there in their presence, like they can feel you, that they pretty much know. And, you know, you said something that also totally resonated with me is the fact that, and, you know, and quoting Maya Angelou, but, you know, um, is, and I said this, you know, I have this conversation with people, and I said, you know what, sometimes I don't care what people say, you know, what people think, but I do care how they feel. You know, I do care how my actions make them feel. You know, if you had an opinion, you know, that's your opinion. I couldn't care. But if my actions made you feel a particular kind of way, I want to make sure that my actions only make you feel good. Now, if they made you feel bad, then that is a problem that I have because I don't want to make you feel bad. I always want to make you feel good. So um, it's great that you say that because really that's what we remember. We remember Mm -hmm. walking to someone, talking to someone, and just knowing that, you know, they made us feel great or they made us feel empowered or they made us feel like, you know, we had hope or they made us feel happy or, you know, they created some sort of emotion within us, you know, and so, and that's great for relationship because the people, you know, if you give positive vibe, then people won't want to stay around positive people. And if you're the person who drains people's energy, you suck the life out of them. Exactly. And nobody wants to stay around you, right? So if you're the one who gives life to people, you, you know, you recharge people and you make them feel great, then they want to definitely stay connected with you because, you know, you bring out the best in them. So I, I, yeah. I love that you really, you know, share that about um, just, 
you know, energy and how that is something you wish you'd know. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, you know, and I know that we don't, <laughs> we don't have so much time left. I mean, we could go on forever and ever, but, you know, want to respect that you're a very busy man and we want to respect, you know, that you, that you're just taking out this time to, you know, share this special with us and dear God. But let me ask you, um, just, and, and you've talked about so many things, you know, but what, you know, how, um, you know, for those who are starting up, let's say, you know, people who are not experienced, and again, a lot of people, some people think net, networking is a waste of time. Maybe right. that's the opportunity. Um, but if somebody wanted to start networking, let's say, let's talk about you, if, if someone wanted to um, build relationships, where would they start from? Like, you know, let's just say this isn't, you know, this is someone who is an introvert or doesn't really know, you know, doesn't really know how to connect. Like, where would they start? What would be the ideal place to start in terms of connecting and collab, you know, and, you know, connect and build or networking? You know, where would be the first place to start? Or how would they start? Well, the first place to start would probably be the mirror. And what I mean by that <laughs> is that, uh, you know, you when you meet people, you want to use your ears and mouth proportionately, and you don't want to walk up to mm-hmm. someone and, you know, start telling them, well, hey, I'm Samir Sama. Let me tell you about me. You want to wait till they ask, well, well, Samir, tell me a little bit about you. And when they ask you, well, hey, tell me a little about you and you've done a good job listening. You know, I've had people that, you know, I get them talking and 20 minutes later, they say, oh my God, I've been talking for 20 minutes. Samir, uh, tell me about you. Like, they're so ready to listen because I've been listening to them patiently. <laughs> uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think that one, where do you start is, is have an elevator speech. Have 30 seconds a minute that you've written out that is memorable, that talks. So, for instance, when I was a little bit younger uh, and I was going uh, to events where people you know, were a lot older than me and I wanted to build friendships, you know, people would, mm-hmm. would ask me, well, Samir, tell me about you, like, like you know, that question, what do you do? And, then, and I would say, you know, well, I'm a principally driven person and there are three qualities that define me. One, I have a relentless work ethic and I may not be the smartest, but I will outwork anyone. And I truly believe that. And I give that a thousand percent. And two, I'm a big believer in investment and knowledge pays the best interest. And as I said earlier, I try to go to bed every day a little bit smarter and I try to be a learning machine. And thirdly, I understand the importance and value of diversity when people want to put human beings on the moon. They want to craft changes in the tax code. They want to innovate new products. They want to cure diseases, Alex. They assemble diverse groups of people. Uh, And so in order for me to achieve my full potential and create the most value, I need to be surrounded with people smarter than me, better than me, with strengths where I have weaknesses. I know that I may have a few strengths. I want to build upon those. But in order to do that, I need to be in a diverse team. Now, I haven't said you know, kind of where I work, my job function, career. I've just talked about some fundamental principles of who I am. And to somebody else on the other end, wow, well, someone's going to think hard worker, someone who invests in themselves, mm-hmm. learner, somebody who understands that they need to work as part mm-hmm. of a team to accomplish things. And that's going to draw them into wanting to have a conversation and responding well to the yeah. follow-up that I put in play. Wow. You know, you said that, and again, oh, God, like, you know, I'm going to keep going, wow, wow, wow. Like people are <laughs> elevator, you know, speech, and, and you, pitch or speech, and, and you share all these things that are basically part of your value or your value proposition or your, your principle, right, without exactly giving off titles, right? So you're not saying, hey, 
I'm this mm-hmm. and I'm that and I'm this and I work as this. <laughs> you just basically share something that might be common interest, right, that might be something that they share with you. Right, as somebody who shares the same common principle or common value is going to go, hey, this is someone I definitely want to speak, you know, talk to more with, or I can see how we're connected. As opposed if you had just gone, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Ma, I'm C, you know, CFO of, you know, and they're probably thinking, okay, what do we have in common, right? Or, you know, oh, she's an actress, like, okay, we don't have anything in common, right? Or his, right? Or, you know, they're like, okay, uh, uh, okay, so I'm I'm not sure that I can talk to the co-founder of you know you, you know, but you share where they can see themselves, right, and and what they can connect with, and 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 that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm I'm totally just blown by just you know how you break this up, and and it's funny because you know on the surface, you know when people talk about this or networking, people just think okay, you know it's just people showing up somewhere. Right, and engaging with one another, and you take a couple of cards, and you you know you say hello, and maybe something might come out of it, and that's it. But you know we're having this conversation, we're breaking it down, and we're talking you know behind the psychology of it, the process, the strategy, and just the thought you know behind and and the importance basically of. But you know talking about this, if you were to say you know if if someone was to say hey, um. Okay, you know, I'm I'm awesome. I'm that great. You know, I have this and I have that. I, I don't really need people. Or I don't have to worry about networking. I don't, you know, I don't know. What would you say? You know, why would you say it is so important for people to actually invest in relationship capital? Uh, I think, I, you know, I would say um, two things. One, Alex, uh, life is, is a function of what we know and who we know using what we know to improve who we know using who we know to improve what we know. You can always better your best. You can always go further than anything that you've ever done. And I would tell someone that's complacent that, Hey, you know what? And this is what I tell myself every day when I get up in the morning, success is leased and rent is due every day. And I know you understand that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Wow, wow. You know, Samir, this has been such an engaging conversation. Thank you so much for just, you know, spending time with us and dropping your your wisdom. You know, wisdom is so important, and we're going. You know, we're going. We're definitely leaving smarter than we came. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm definitely absolutely. No, absolutely. We're definitely. Because, no, I was just going to say because change is constant. Like sometimes we're we're smart, but you always have to remember that there's going to be someone that's smarter than you and you have to accept that and embrace that. And I think that that abundance mentality uh, is something that that drives people to become better and better and better. And um, you know, you're certainly, um, I'm preaching the choir and speaking to you and and I really hope that some of my comments (laughs) today have been helpful. And because our blue ocean strategies education, like if one listener is able to uh-huh. learn something, take something back, apply that and say, you know what? I love the naked talk because again, today in episode hundred, I learned a little bit about relationships. I understand that there are intangibles and building trust. And, you know, I can network if I'm more of an introvert, like it's okay. As long as I prepare, then, you know, um, it's so important. So we have to invest in relationships uh, and networking, even when we're established. You know, that's even uh-huh. more important because then it's easier. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times people say, wow, Samir, like you took the time to follow up. I know how busy you are. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Build the relationship. And as we talked about earlier, that's an exponential curve in the value generated from the network versus the cost and input in that network. You know, I love that. Oh, God, that is so, it's so great that you say that. God, and let me just tell you this. I know the listeners are going to be blown. And even, you know, people who are still going to listen to the archive show, right, they're going to be like, oh, my God, like, really. And I know that lots of people doubt it. But here, let, let me just say that you said something that just clicked, and you said even when you're established. And that's true because a lot of times people get so successful or they get so busy or they get so accomplished, they feel, you know what, I don't have to, you know, cultivate or nurture this relationship, they, you know, it becomes an excuse for why you're not following up or you're not. And, and you know, some, some of us are guilty sometimes. But I think, you know, personally, I try to make an effort. And I think, again, like you said, that is also what definitely um, kind of attracts you to a couple of, to a lot of people. Like, oh, my God, you know, she's everywhere, she's busy. But, hey, you know, you mean you write to me? You know, and, and that's why I like to write my emails myself and, mm-hmm. you know, connect with you so they know that I take the time. Like, I can have a peer, you know, I can have somebody write you back and you will know or you will know, whatever. But, anyway, I can have someone write you back to write back myself and I'm not saying that you have to do that. You can still have somebody write back on your voice, but you know you can dictate to someone else. But I take the pain because I want you to know that I care about you know staying connected and investing my time, and that's time I could put somewhere else. But I do that because I definitely want you know I think you're worth it. You know, so um, it's great that you say that. Even for accomplished people, whether you are you know a traditional celebrity or you're an entrepreneur or the CEO of a company or co-founder of something or whatever it is that you're doing. That, you know, <laughs> what did you say? I said, or you're Alex. I was talking about. Oh, you're Alex. <laughs> <laughs> or you're Alex. Yes, you know, whatever it is, you still have to definitely, you know, take the time to, you know, network and 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 check in and you know follow through and follow up. You know, you're the king of following up. I know that, Samira. Like you are the king of following up. You know, I say this. You, um, you definitely walk the talk, and it's just been such a pleasure to finally have you here on the show. Yes. Oh, so uh, just for the listeners, you know, for the listeners who want to connect with you, um, who want to follow up with you and, you know, maybe ask you more questions or check, you know, see how they can add value to you or what, you know, find out what's happening with Blue Ocean Global Tech and Blue Ocean Global Wealth. I mean, how can they find you? Where's the best place to connect with Samir Samal? Sure. I mean, they can, of course, Google Samir Samal, S-A-M-E-E-R, last name S-O-M-A-L, and I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, my Instagram, I, and then A-M, I am Samir with three S's, A-M-E-E-R, or of course, they can email me or message me. Um, You know, my email is my first initial S, my last name, Samal, S-O-M-A-L, at blueoceanglobaltech, T-E-C-H, dot com, and um. I do my best to um, respond in a, in a timely, patient way, as you do, Alex. <laughs> Hi, Samir. Yes. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, I'm sorry about that. We had a little bit of technical glitch no there. Well, you know, well, I, you know, again, for the listeners, if they want to connect with you, they can just click on your name and, you know, on the show note, and of course, it would take them straight to your official website, and they can find out you know, more about Blue Ocean Global Technology and you're all over the internet anyway. So they can find you on you're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, everywhere. So like they say, they just have to Google you or click on the show notes and it will take them straight to you. So any final words for the, you know, for the listeners just before we wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, um, final words is, you know, life is about the journey and enjoying the journey. And 
you know, one of my favorite lines is, is some people are so poor, all they have is money. And some people are so rich, <laughs> all they have is time. And mm. ultimately, we are a function of how we spend our time. And so use it wisely, use it effectively, mm. build real relationships, help people. Networking relationships mm-hmm. is about giving. It's not about getting. I love that. You know, relationships are about giving, not getting. Thank you so much, Samir. This has been such a pleasure. God. And I would love to invite you back again to the show, maybe on a roundtable conversation with all the people. How about that? Alex, as I said before, you're the shepherd. I'm the sheep. You tell me and we'll make it happen. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, Talk Blogs. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation with my very special guest. Uh, he is, again, the CFO um, and co-founder of Blue Ocean Global Wealth and Blue Ocean Global Technology. And, and you know, Samir Samal has shared so much about building relationship capital, networking, and making those relationship investments and how we can better, you know, spend our time, right, and, you know, and build better relationships so that we can grow, whether it's in our personal life or in our business. So, so we'll come back again, and it's been a fantastic 100th live show, and I love to do this. It's always about the conversation. It's always about the conversation, and we had a great conversation today with Samir Samal, who joined, who's joining me live all the way from New York. So, till we come back again sometime next week mm-hmm. on The Naked Talk, um, I say ciao. It's great, and I love you for listening. Bye. Listening to the Naked Talk with Alex, of course.